The word spooky is being banned this Halloween. Officials are trying to capture loose zebras by using more zebras. And in Kenya, your next coffee could be a camel chino. These are the weird stories for Monday on the Weird AF News Podcast, the only daily weird news podcast hosted by a comedian. I'm Jonesy. I'm your host. I hope you had a nice weekend. I got three strange stories from all over. And uh, I'm grateful that you're here for me, with me, for me, with, with me. So happy together, I can't see me loving nobody but news. A theater is banning the word spooky this Halloween because apparently it's a racial slur. The word spooky has been canceled this Halloween after the National Theater of Scotland banned this word from their shows after it was identified as a racial slur. The National Theater of Scotland plans to drop the alleged racial slur, despite the fact that many businesses and stores use this term around Halloween. Uh, Yeah, you see it a lot. I I use the word. I've been using the word for a long, long time. I had no idea it was a racial slur. I thought it meant scary or ghost-like. I'll bet you half the words I'm using have been banned. I just can't stay on top of it. I feel like it's a word every week is added to the banned list. Saying something that's offensive. Half of the crap I say is probably offensive. Maybe you guys could help me out and let me know what words I'm using that shouldn't be used anymore. Let me call the show. 646-450-2012. We're going to call it now the banned word hotline to save Jonesy's job in the closet. <laughs> okay, let's find out. Are they replacing this word with a, with a new word that we should use? We We should all get on board here. Uh, the organization says they haven't used the term since 2016. Oh, good for you guys. I guess you're just better than all of us because you haven't used that word in several years. Um, the theater has expressed their commitment to fighting racism following the global Black Lives Matter movement. And as part of this, they've identified offensive words, including spooky, that they're not going to use. Um, which is hilarious, considering there's probably six black people in Scotland. But okay, got it. <laughs> Here's a quote from their theater. And I can't really do a Scottish accent, and if I try, I'm going to just make people angry. So I'm just going to do this accent. No one has complained about this word, but there were worries they could complain in the future. We're just trying to cover our asses. There's been a lot of meetings since the BLM movement. There's been a lot of discussions on how the National Theatre of Scotland should change their ways. Now, it might seem crazy, but we're very committed to fighting racism, so we need to be extra careful in the language that we're using. It's always been a really white organization. No shit! You're a theater in Scotland. We've always been a really white organization, but we're trying to change that and become more diverse. I don't know how we're going to do that. Everybody's white here. But um, there might not be many people who know this, but spooky can be used as a racial slur. And even if it's one person that's offended. Well, that's one person too many, I say. Ooh, you're so going to get into heaven for getting rid of this word. All right, it says, issues with this word spooky have reemerged in the U.S. over the last decade or so. Here's the history of this word, by the way. Uh, It is believed that this Dutch word spook translates to ghost in English. And it has been used for hundreds of years. It's also been used to describe a spy, which I had never heard of. But the more recent... And this is what's the derogatory usage of it. 
Apparently, military officers used this term during World War II as a derogatory way to describe African-American airline pilots or pilots. So that's why it has this uh, derogatory claim attached to it, apparently. All right, so what do we do, guys? Do we not use this word this Halloween? Do we make this change? I'll try. I can't promise anything. I'm going to do my best. Uh, I think we are unreasonably fixated on removing offensive words from the culture rather than offensive activities and things. I can think of so many things that are worse than words. Have you seen human centipede? Oh my goodness, this thing is offensive. (laughs) But we're okay with this. We'll watch this during Halloween, but we won't say the word spooky. This makes sense. And what about banning Karens? They're the most offensive thing walking this planet. Can we ban them? I think we should. And what about the the overpriced Wi-Fi? I mean, the internet prices in my country are offensive. I'm paying so much for internet and have been for many years, and I'm very offended by it. Officials in Maryland hope to capture loose zebras with a new plan involving more zebras. Uh, so Upper Marlboro, Maryland... Officials have revealed a new plan that they hope will lead to capturing a couple zebras that have been on the loose since the beginning of September. Three zebras escaped from a farm in the area, and the group have been roaming around ever since. Sadly, one of the zebras died when it was caught in an illegal snare trap on September 16th. But the other two, still roaming around, they're trying to figure out a way to capture these zebras. It'd be very strange to run into some zebras in Maryland. It says here, according to the media, the Department of Natural Resources have a new plan to capture these two roaming zebras by using way more zebras. Okay, so they're working together here with the U.S. Department of Agriculture and the owner of these exotic animals to figure out a way to capture the two remaining zebras. Officials say the owner has uh, taken two zebras from the herd and is keeping them in an enclosure in the center of a corral. Okay, so the owner's got more zebras. How many zebras are you allowed to have in Maryland? What's this guy all about? Okay, so he he has a whole farm full of zebras, apparently. He's taken a couple and put them in an enclosure. And the hope is that by utilizing food and the other zebras as well, the loose zebras will, will return to the herd. So they're setting a trap using more zebras. Here's a quote from um, a director of agriculture. Well, our our priority is to make sure these zebras are captured and returned to the herd. Once this is accomplished, the county will conduct a further investigation and any actions, including any inappropriate charges against the owner, will be evaluated. That's, in my mind, how a Maryland Department of Agricultural spokesperson sounds. (laughs) Yeah, any inappropriate actions by the owner of the zebras? Yeah, like owning zebras, is that appropriate? I don't even... (laughs) That's what I'm wondering. Now, veterinarians and officials believe this plan of using more zebras to capture the zebras is the best approach for capturing loose zebras. Apparently, they know all about zebras and capturing zebras. Yeah. Now, the, the officials in the area ask that anyone who see the zebras to report the sightings. So guys, don't try and capture these wild zebras on your own. You've got to report it. I I don't even know if I would report it. If I saw zebras roaming around, I just would think that I was high. 
Like, I'm not telling anybody what I just saw, but I don't think that was real. <laughs> I think I just saw two zebras, four elephants, and a Gila monster just roaming across the street. That's some good weed, man. Now, this story, like many others that I've covered involving exotic wild animals in my country, makes me wonder, why is it so damn easy to get exotic animals? I just can't wrap my head around how people can have all these. Just, oh, you want a giraffe, bro? Yeah, I got a guy. <laughs> It's really that easy to get an exotic animal. Uh, it just, it dumbfounds me. In Kenya, your next coffee could be a camel chino. Ooh, that sounds lovely. Let's find out what that is. The article says, Kenya's largest export is tea. Are you sure? You sure it's not zebras? But guess what? There's a new beverage brewing in Kenya, and it's not tea. In central Nairobi... You can get a cappuccino made with a splash of camel's milk. Oh, boy. Um, I've never had camel milk. I wonder if that's a delicious milk. I'd imagine it probably is. I want a camel chino. Let's get some more information. At CJ's Restaurant. Oh, CJ. That's my, those are my initials. There's a popular cafe in downtown Nairobi, CJ's Restaurant. The manager, Omar Sharif, has noticed a, a change recently. Demand for camel milk in the past... Uh, largely driven by the local Somali community who grew up with camel milk, uh, is leading to a situation where more and more customers are requesting camel milk with their coffee beverages. Wow. Now his menu features drinks such as camelates. <laughs> That's awesome. A camelate. Oh, man, I want to try these. Camel chinos, also very popular. And Omar has plans to introduce more camel products beyond the beverages, such as a camel burger. No, a camel burger. Hmm. Uh, I wonder how people are going to feel about camel burgers. Is it common to eat camel burgers in Nairobi? I would try it. Uh, it says here, though, camel milk is consumed across the world in other regions, including much of the Middle East, parts of Asia and Australia. Its popularity in East Africa has largely stayed within rural groups, but wider interest both regionally and globally has begun to grow, with prices leading some to dub camel milk white gold. Did you know that the African continent is home to 80% of the world's camels? That's right. The other 20% are in Jersey, by the way. <laughs> Hey, just that's a callback to a previous joke I did in the last story about how many wild animals are in my country. Okay, anyways, I don't have to explain all the jokes. You get them. Now, apparently in Kenya, more than 4 million camels roam the country's pastoral lands. And that number has quadrupled since 1999. Oh, there's a camel explosion. That's a lot of camel milk, man. A lot of camel chinos. Though a longtime daily staple for some in the region, the camel milk lacks an organized and widespread route to market, apparently. The milk is often found in informal markets around the country. But uh, Kenyan farmers are looking to formalize the sector and bring the superfood to the masses. And now you can get camel chinos and camel yogurt. Oh, that sounds delicious. I'd try camel yogurt. Yeah, I'm always down to try new foods. Which is why I enjoy I enjoy traveling so much. You can have some like weird stuff, like a camel latte. That just sounds tremendous. The article ends uh, by saying, with large parts of eastern Africa continuing to weather long and more intense bouts of drought, camels have emerged as a climate friendly alternative source of food. Uh, thus, you have the camel milk latte, and you have camel burgers. You know, they're just dealing with the hand they've been dealt over there and making the best of it.
it's always like a little pressure creates uh, innovation. That's why we're seeing uh, camo milk centric caffeinated beverages over there. And I like that. And I, I would like to try anybody in, uh, I think I have a listener in Kenya, as a matter of fact. Yeah, maybe, maybe mail me some camel milk. I'll make a camel latte right in my kitchen, man. I'm not afraid of ghosts. What wouldn't you think I would do with this weird news? Hey, everyone. I want to thank you for reaching out to me over the weekend, for sending me Florida Friday articles and other articles as well. It's nice to hear from the folks, as I call y'all. <laughs> it's nice to hear from the, the folks out there. Hey, folks, how you doing out there? I uh, hope you had a nice weekend. And uh, I want to give a big shout out and a big thanks to JP. Oh, yeah, that's right. JP from the Midwest. Uh, he bought me coffee. JP from the Midwest working in Poland bought you, th- bought you coffees, it says. Jonesy, you always make my morning start off with a smile. I even get, a sh- get to share your news from time to time in the office when it's, quote, safe for work. Happy I was lucky enough to stumble across your podcast a couple years ago. Keep on keeping on, my buddy, and I hope the coffee helps. Absolutely, JP, the coffee helps. It keeps me satisfied. Uh, if you could also mail me some camel milk to go with the coffee, that would be tremendous. Can you get that in Poland? Are there camels in Poland? <laughs> Is the word spooky allowed in Poland? I'm just... Uh, <laughs> it's It's been banned from very white places, apparently. The... Uh, the buy Jonesy a coffee is a, one of the things you can do to support the show, and you can find it on my website weirdafnews.com if you're interested in exploring that at all. If you'd like to support the show, do it. Uh, I can't. I, I'm not going to hate. All right, I'm not going to be a hater. Uh, what else? I want to read a review that I've got on Amazon by someone named Israel Scipio. Scipio could be Scipio, might be Scipio. I'll just say it's Israel. This is a tremendous review, by the way. Israel only gave me four stars. I shouldn't say only, but gave me four out of five. But I appreciate that. Uh, Anything above one is like tremendous. And Israel wrote, I have this podcast as one of my skills to close off the morning briefings simply because it's a lighthearted way to get into the day. Listening without being heavy or serious. Jokes could be hit or miss, but who cares? Because it's meant to be like that. Keep up the good work, man. Bro, I'm, I'm so grateful for this review because you absolutely know it. Jokes could be hit or miss. Yes, they can be hit or miss. I'm improving. What do you? <laughs> okay. Sometimes I'm in. Not, I'm not in the best state of mind. I'm not in the funniest mood. I do it five days a week, whether I'm in a mood or not to do it. <laughs> so yes, the jokes are hit or miss. And until I'm getting ten thousand dollars to do this damn thing, they're going to be hit or miss, guys. <laughs> like, let's be real. Uh, and you get it, Israel. That's what I love about this review. You absolutely get it, what it is. You know? So, that's what people that leave these strange reviews, what are you expecting? <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm recording in a closet five days a week for very little money just to keep weird news going out there and make some people happy. Like, ease off. <laughs> I sound bitter with these reviews I'm talking about, but man, it's just like, pfft, come on, bro, Really? Something that's out there that's free that no one made you listen. You're going to go on here and write some shit? <laughs> like, really? Get get a life, guys. That's what I have to say to those people. But on the flip side, we have people like Israel who really understand what this is and, and appreciate it as such. And yeah, it's probably not worth five stars. Four is four's plenty. <laughs> For this, four is plenty. <laughs> Trust me. Uh, if you guys want to leave a review 
Uh, you can go to Amazon, do it, do it there, or uh, iTunes, also known as Apple Podcasts. You can also leave reviews there, and uh, it's helpful when you do that, and it shows that you care. So, uh, uh, lastly, if you'd like to join the Patreon, I put some tremendous videos in there this morning and a follow-up article to a story that I did earlier in the year. So I'm constantly putting stuff into the Patreon, and uh, and you also get to get your name up on the wall here in the closet. So. I've added some names over the weekend. I'm going to take a photo and upload it to the Patreon. You guys can see who I've added to the list, to the wall. Um, and when my landlord sees this, I'm not going to be pleased, but hey, <laughs> whatever, guys. Whatever. Sometimes you just got to scrawl shit on the wall, all right? Take charge of your life. <laughs> but yeah, if you guys want your name up on the wall, join the Patreon. Patreon.com slash weirdafnews. Or go to weirdafnews.com and click on the Patreon banner. Or download the Patreon app on your phone and do a search for Weird AF News Podcast. Anyways, this outro was way too long. I apologize. I'll see you tomorrow.